Well, praise God from whom all blessings flow. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. To all of our listeners all over the United States of America, I welcome you as always. And to every one of our valued listeners in other countries around the globe, I'm honored to have you as always. Welcome everyone to Marriage and Family Clinic in Southern Virginia, Northeastern North Carolina. You can find us on WGPL 1350 and WPCE 1400 on the AM dial. On that FM dial, find WBXB 100.1. You can also listen to the live stream at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. And if you would like to hear this or any other segment in the Marriage and Family Clinic uh, line of programming, you can find the podcast by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges. That's right, on iTunes or Spotify, just search Bishop C.D. Hodges. Click that little purple podcast player on your smart device. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes or Spotify, and you'll find Marriage and Family Clinic. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your uh, relationship dynamics. And we hope to help you identify what makes you tick and ultimately help you repair and grow and perfect your marriage and your family relationships. Well, let's get going today. I think we have an interesting subject to present to you. A very timely subject. A very timely subject. Many of you may have heard by now or... If not, you can search the internet and find out that uh, just a few days ago, we had a family blow up with Kirk Franklin and his son. Kirk Franklin is uh, 50, in his early 50s, I believe, and his son is 33 years old. They have a toxic relationship, has been toxic for quite some time. Uh, They had a fallout on the telephone. Some choice words were used. I mean, some really extremely choice words were used in ways that you don't use uh, when you're trying to focus your life on Jesus Christ. But when your flesh gets the best of you, these words will come out of you. These uh, sentiments will come out of you. And unfortunately, his 33-year-old son thought for some reason it was a good idea to record their conversation. And he later played that conversation live or on social media for everyone to hear that. Uh, My brothers and sisters, everyone listening to me out there, first of all, I want to say to you that this is a sad, sad, sad situation. And I want to break this down. I want to talk about some things here that you and I can get out of this. But I want to begin by saying this is a very sad situation. And I want to encourage us all not to just gossip about it, but to love these two brothers, to pray for them and to lift them. And not only because Kirk Franklin is a celebrity, but because these are souls that belong to God. And this is not a time for us to run them down. or This is not a time for us to make excuses for Kirk Franklin or to dog his son or vice versa. This is just not the time for them. They have troubled lives and troubled hearts. 
And anytime we're experiencing trouble in our lives, trouble in our hearts, trouble in our families, we don't need critics. We don't need people gossiping about us. We don't need people looking from the outside in, trying to tell us all the wonderful ways to fix it. We don't need people talking about how wrong we are. We don't even need people talking about how right we are. We need people engaged in our healing. And I pray for Kirk Franklin and his son and his entire family, because believe you me, the entire family is going to be touched by this incident. The entire family is going to be affected by this incident. And so we need to love them all and to pray for them all. And any one of our families that are going through trouble, distress, dysfunction, they need our love, they need our compassion, they need our concern and our care more than they need our backbiting, our backstabbing, and, and, and our running their names through the mud. And I say this because, you know, I would certainly want someone to treat me in a compassionate way if my stuff became public. And I think that's one problem we have. We often forget that it's very possible for our stuff to become public also. It is very possible. But above all of that, the number one, the clarion call is that this family needs our love, our compassion, our caring concern. That's the number one thing. We need to love and pray for each other. And the second critical thing here is what can the rest of us learn? How can this become a tool of ministry to the rest of us? How can any good come out of this? Well, I think I have just a few pointers for you today that will tell us how some good can come out of this. And so let's get down that track right there. And the first thing, as we talk about what good can come out of this, the first thing I want to let you know is that Franklin is not the only family who's going through dysfunction. I'll make it plain, dysfunction. Anytime we fall out with our sons and daughters, parents fall out with their children, uh, uh, whatever the case may be, it's dysfunctional. It is dysfunctional. But don't think that your family is the only family who has suffered from dysfunction. And don't think that your family is the only family that is still going through and experiencing dysfunction. All the people out there who are experiencing dysfunction or have experienced dysfunction, trying to recover from dysfunction, raise your hand. Let me see your hand. <laughs> I don't need to see you because I know every hand is up right now, including my hand. We have all experienced dysfunction. And I hope you're not one of those people who feel better about your dysfunction by highlighting and illuminating someone else's dysfunction. Hmm. I hope you're not one of those people today. But your family is not the only one who goes through. But what we all have done is we have become uh, 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 perfect in hiding our dysfunction. We have become experts in covering up and masking our dysfunction because we fear what will happen if anyone finds out 
that we are dysfunctional. Kirk Franklin is dysfunctional. Bishop Hodges, dysfunctional. Bishop whomever, dysfunctional. Apostle whomever, dysfunctional. And let me tell you something here. This goes on way more than you realize. And you would be surprised at the number of families that were experiencing dysfunction. You just don't know about it. Some of your heroes experience dysfunction. They've been in the news before. Some of the ones that you almost praise. Some of the ones that you lift up on some high spiritual level who's higher than everybody else, they suffer dysfunction just like the rest of us. Dysfunction doesn't care how much money you make, how saved you are, how long you've been saved, how many people are in your family who are born again. Dysfunction doesn't care anything about your heritage, your family tree, your pedigree. Dysfunction will take advantage of anyone who allows it to. And let me tell you something, the way that you open the door to dysfunction is to be in relationships without grace and mercy. Be in a relationship where you do not exercise grace and mercy. Be in a relationship where you make it all about you. Be in a relationship where you don't love enough or you don't feel secure enough in being loved that you cannot love others enough to tolerate and to validate them even when they are broken. If you want to experience a dysfunctional relationship, just make it all about you. Just make it all about you. And I want to talk about this, and, and I want to do more than just talk about this in this program. I want to do more than just highlight it, and, and I'm not trying to be popular or anything like that. That's not what Marriage and Family Clinic is about. I genuinely want to help us. And the reason that I'm keen on Kirk Franklin and this incident today is because some of us need to get out of the mode of thinking that we're some type of super saint, some sort of super Christian, and nothing like this. This can ever happen to us. And we need to come out of our pride and come out from behind the pulpit, preaching and teaching and ministering and testifying like we're super saints and we're beyond humanity. But whenever something happens and the covers are pulled off of us, then we want to remind people, I'm only human. Listen, we need to live like we are human all the time. And that's what humility is all about. That's what humility is all about, my friends, my brothers and sisters. Humility is all about remembering that you are human and without God, you could do nothing. You could do nothing. And so I want to make that plain tonight. You know what? I was thinking about this subject. Someone very, very dear to me. I want to share with you someone very, very dear to me sent me about this particular subject. And they highlighted how normalizing abuse is commonplace. We, we, we commonly normalize abuse. And their situation was toxic and abusive. Children are gifts to bring joy to our lives and glorify the Father. And many times we as black American parents get this wrong and you don't have to be black to be dysfunctional. 
black, white, red, yellow, brown, pink, blue, whatever it is. If you're in a family, you probably experience some degree of dysfunction. But many times black American parents get this wrong, myself included. And this is what this person who is extremely special to me is writing. They definitely saw this as a teachable moment, myself included. We cause undue stress, struggle, and burdens on our children. Struggles that were passed to us and undoubtedly passed through us. The time is now to break these generational curses. God knows I have caused much pain in the lives of my children, unbeknownst to me. Seeing them struggle with their self-esteem, self-doubt, and negativity daily burdens me. And I sincerely repent of anything I did to cause them not to see themselves as God sees them. These are matters of the heart. And people must be willing and vulnerable enough to see themselves as they would much rather see the plank in someone else's eye. And that is straight up Bible. Why are we looking at the toothpick in someone else's eye and ignoring the telephone pole in our own eyes? So this person who is very, very extremely dear to me definitely saw this as a teachable moment. And I just wanted to share that with you. Listen, if you have children, if you have children, your aim, your chief goal should number one, be the Jesus you want your children to know. And number two, affirm God's vision for your child in your child. Your child is just is more than just a little you. Your child is more than your mini me. Your child is a soul that belongs to God. Your child is a reward from the Lord. And you need to love your child, parent your child, and grow your child in grace and mercy. And rear them in the admonition and nurture of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where you need to be heading as a parent. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that all the time. Unfortunately, sometimes we have children raising children. When you have a child in your teen years, you are not fit to be a parent. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. You probably are not fit to be a parent. And I don't mean to speak negatively about anybody's character or anything like that. But in your teen years, you, you lack in maturity, you lack emotional development, you lack hindsight, you lack insight. You definitely lack foresight. You lack experience that's required to sow into a child that which the child needs in order to learn to monitor themselves. And this is what happens so often. And not only that, sometimes we'll have our children, but we don't get ourselves together. If you have your child in your teens or even in your 20s, and you don't get yourself together until you're 30, 35, and possibly even 40. Well, guess what? While you were getting yourself together, all the things that were in you, they were overflowing into your child. Oh, you better hear this right here. 
all the stuff that was in you was overflowing into your child. So you may be 30, 35 or 40 now and you've finally given your life to the Lord or you have finally gotten yourself together. But now your child has got to deal with all of the stuff that flowed out of you into them. And I'm going to tell you something. You cannot fuss it out of them. You cannot beat it out of them and you cannot make it come out of them. You're going to need that love and that mercy more than ever. You're going to need it. I don't know what all happened in the relationship between Kirk Franklin and his son, but the relationship has been toxic for a long time. And I don't know if this is the case with Kirk or not, but if you have not been a presence in your child's life. If you have not been a presence in your child's life, if that child has not grown to know you as the father figure, the mother figure, the authority figure, if that child has not developed that relationship with you over the span of many years, then you cannot walk into that child's life when they are a teenager. You cannot walk into that child's life when they're a young adult. And you certainly cannot walk into that child's life when they are 30 something years old and expect that you're going to be able to father them like you would had you been in that child's life all along. And I'll tell you something else also. A father who lives across town is not going to have the same relationship with their child as a father who lives in the same house with their child. And I thank God that some fathers have children. They may not marry the mothers, but they give money to the children. They buy clothes for the children. They buy food. They provide for their children. But let me tell you something. There is nothing you can give that's going to be more valuable and more precious than your time and your presence to your child. And if that hasn't been there for many years of that child's life, that child very well may grow up angry, may grow to regret having you in their life at all, may grow to resent you. And then you will want to come into that child's life in their teen years or later, their 20s and possibly their 30s and present yourself as their father or their mother. I'm here to tell you it's probably not going to work as well as you imagine it will. It is probably not going to work. Listen, it's going to take more than producing a child for you to be that child's father. And one thing I certain one thing that jumps out at me immediately at this situation, Kirk Franklin is in his early 50s. His son is 33 year old. One thing that jumps out at me immediately is the fact that you cannot parent a 33 year old man the same way you parent a three-year-old child. You cannot parent a grown person the same way you would a child. This grown person, 30-something years old, they're responsible for themselves. They are adults themselves. They very well may have children themselves. You cannot parent them the same way that you would parent your child. That grown man can do whatever pleases him. 
no son or daughter. Notice I didn't call him Kirk Franklin's child. No son or daughter should ever disrespect their mother or their father under any circumstances. If a son or a daughter feel like it's necessary to disrespect their mother or their father, it's time to, to handle that relationship. It's time to really get some help in that relationship. Cut the communication for that moment. But you cannot parent your 30-something-year-old the same way you parent your 13-year-old, your 3-year-old, or even your 18-year-old. That's a grown man. At 30, that's going to be a grown woman, a grown man. And you've got to give them that type of latitude. You cannot, you should not believe that you have the prerogative to walk up in their lives and try and make them do something that you think they ought to do. There is a place for you, mom and dad, in your sons and daughters' lives when they are adults. But it's not the same place you had when they were children. And if your relationship is still toxic by the time your child is 30, if your relationship is not mended, if it's been toxic and broken and dysfunctional for several years and it's not mended by the time they are 30, it's time for you to step back and take your hands off of it. And you either need to give it totally to God or you need to get you some counseling, some family counseling. But I just need you to get this much right here. You cannot make your 30 something you. I mean, what are you going to do? What if you're going, what are you going to do when they disobey you? You're going to resort to the same thing that my brother resorted to, uh, resorted to in this call threats. If you get to the place where you have to threaten your son or your daughter that I'm going to stick my foot in your rear or I'm going to hit you, I'm going to physically touch you. The relationship is totally dysfunctional. And I'm a little bit passionate about this right now because I don't even like hitting little children. If you go back and listen to my sessions on uh, marriage and family clinic in the past where we have talked about uh, uh, discipline. There is a place for corporal punishment, but if you're still using corporal punishment on a teenager, something is wrong with the relationship. And definitely if you have to threaten physical violence, physical violence on your 30 year old son or daughter, your relationship is so broken. You shouldn't even be trying to handle it yourself. You are out of your league. And you have to know yourself well enough to know when things are going so far south that you need to step back and take your hands off of it. And that's what we have in this relationship here. And, and Kirk Franklin may be convenient for us, but I'm talking to every single one of us. I have been there myself. I have been there. If your relationship is such that you have to threaten physical violence, against your son or daughter, your relationship is toxic, your relationship is broken, and your relationship is most definitely dysfunctional. And you got to know yourself well enough to know. I mean, if you're going to be the mother or the father, if you're going to be the father, then by God, seek the Lord for wisdom as to how to be the father in a relationship that you know is dysfunctional. And you have to know 
when you and your son or you and your daughter, you have to know how far you can go. You got to know when it's going to blow up between you. I don't know what they were dealing with. His son was obviously angry at him. As we've already found out, the relationship has been toxic for a long time. But here's something else that jumps out at me in this scenario. When you're angry and when you are hurt, you're going to do irrational things. His son recorded their conversation. He had to sneak and do that. That's, that's low down already. I'm going to put it like this. I don't care how badly he was hurting. That was low down. But to secretly tape that conversation and then to play it back on social media so the world could get a whiff of that stinking mess. To play it back on social media when you knew good and well that it had the potential to ruin your father, to cause your entire family irreparable harm. When you can be that low down, that's an indicator of how hurt and how angry this young man is. And this is hurt and pain and anger and disillusionment and disgust that's been building up over a long period of time. It didn't just start last week. It didn't just start last month or last year. This has been building up for over a long period of time. This young man believed that the only way that he could feel better about this situation, the only way that he could get his father's attention, the only way that he could impact his father's thinking and feeling was to make this dastardly move of recording their private conversation and playing it back on social media. Folks, I'm telling you something. When you're hurt and when you're angry, you will engage in irrational behavior. You're going to engage in irrational behavior. And somebody is going to get hurt very badly. How many times have you been angry at a person? And you thought within your own heart, you thought within your own mind, if you could just hurt them real good, then they would understand how you feel. If you could just hurt them real good, then somehow or another, it would relieve you of your hurt and your pain. Raise your hand if you found out that was a lie. That is a lie. So folks, my heart, I could talk about this a whole lot more. But I just needed to share this with you. Some things that we learned. First of all, you can, if you haven't been there, you can't expect to walk up in their lives and just be there and be that father. You cannot parent your grown adult son or daughter like you would parent your child. Your child. You can't do it. And if your relationship is still broken and toxic and dysfunctional, when you're in your 50s and your child is in your 30s, you need to step back, take your hands off of it, give it to God, or you need to go get some serious family counseling. And let me say this before I stop too, because I'm almost out of time. The family needs counseling. Kirk Franklin's son doesn't need counseling. Kirk Franklin doesn't need counseling. But Kirk Franklin and his son and the rest of his family need counseling. Why do they all need counseling? Because the family is a unit. A couple of weeks ago, I had a flat tire on my car. 
my whole car came to a halt. My whole car came to a screeching halt because one part of the automotive unit was dysfunctional. I needed the tire for the whole car to work. Likewise, in a family, when one, one member is broken, the whole family is broken. And so when you're thinking about counseling, you've got to get counseling on the whole family. But I want you to get this. I want you to get this. And above all, know yourself well enough to know when you're getting angry. And if you're getting angry in your family relationship, something is wrong. You may get upset. You may get bothered. We're going to be hurt in our relationships. But if you're angry, if you're angry often, and definitely if you're angry enough to threaten violence, you need help. I cannot say that strong enough. You need help. Please get some help. That's the only way you're going to restore your family to wholeness. And so my time is about up here, but I want to leave you with this here. I'm using Kirk Franklin and this incident today because they're convenient. I'm using them because none of us can point our finger at them without having three fingers pointed back at us. Look at your own dysfunction. Work on your own dysfunction because we all have a level or a degree of dysfunction in our lives and we need to get it fixed. So our first priority is to love our families and to love the families that we are, that are broken. Love the families that we know of that are broken. Care for them. Don't run them down. They don't need our judgment. They need our love, our compassion, our concern, and our care. Hey, listen, I'm out of time, but I appreciate you joining me in Marriage and Family Clinic today. Uh, if you want to hear this again, remember, go to iTunes or Spotify, search Bishop C.D. Hodges. You'll find Marriage and Family Clinic there. I appreciate you joining me. Email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Send your questions, your comments. Let me know what you think about this particular episode. And until next time, remember, you can't have peace unless you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.